Hello and welcome to the Boys Talk Balls podcast, hosted by myself and Jordan from the F1 Debate Show. This is a podcast where we talk about everything football, whether it be transfers, tactics, basically the whole shebang. Tune in to find out more. So welcome to the Boys Talk Balls podcast. Um, so I'm Josh. I'm originally from YouTube. Um, the Ramblings of Josh is that channel, and my Twitter is at Ramblings of Josh. Uh, there's a lot of different content on there. So there's there's football manager content. There's there's stuff about boxing. Uh, go and check it out to find out more on that. Um, and if Jordan, uh, my co co-host, uh, if you wanna now introduce yourself, mate. Yes, hello, I am Jordan. Um, I'm originally from the F1 debate show, of course, talking about Formula One. Um, so, yeah, a bit different to obviously today, but I'm a big football fan on the side, so looking forward to it. Um, if you are interested in Formula One, then please head, o- head on over to my channel, F1 debate show, of course. Uh, Twitter is at F1 underscore DS16, so go and check me out on there on social media as well. Always active on there, and um, but you know I'm looking forward to it as well. This is my first time talking about football online as well like on a podcast youtube style thing so i'm really i'm looking forward to it as well just uh i can't pro- i can't promise i won't scream about newcastle at some point so yeah <laughs> that's my that's my little introduction anyway yeah i think I'm, I'm i'm quite the same on manchester united though that's that's the thing um it, that that with that club being our passion i think there's going to be a little bit of an emphasis on both of those clubs at times in in the mm-hmm. Or a bias, should I say, within this this podcast. Uh, so today uh, we're going to go through the last couple of weeks of fixtures, um, some transfers because it's the transfer transfer window. A uh, couple of funny things and a couple of stats and facts, and uh, basically let the flow go. Basically, yeah. See um, where it takes us. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna so. Um, is, is there any standout fixtures from the past couple of weeks that you can think of, Jordan? There's one I can think of, definitely. <laughs> Everton, What's that? Everton, Everton 2, Newcastle 2 is what I'm going to set set it off with, if one of standout fixtures in the past couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> we're losing 2-0 with two minutes to go, and we score two goals. Yeah. So, I mean, crazy. I mean, our centre-back scored. <laughs> Um, both the goals, which is amazing because, you know, I'm surprised he didn't snap in half when he landed back down uh, after that overhead kick. Lejeune, I'm talking about, of course. Um, good player, jelly legs. Uh, Shame he's quite injury prone, but nevertheless, redeemed himself by scoring them two goals. Um, that, that's a pretty big highlight as well. Um, but other than that, it's just really been dominated by Liverpool. Haven't that's what everyone's been talking about recently is Liverpool this, Liverpool that, and you kind of forget about other fixtures because all you, all, I think a lot of people are just watching Liverpool, whether you're a fan and you want them to win the league and you, oh, did Liverpool win this week? Or maybe you're, uh, like you don't like Liverpool and you just want them to slip up. Uh, one person in particular, I know who's here today, uh, will be looking at them fixtures going, oh, please slip up, please. Um, of course, you, Josh. Um, but apart from that there's it's been quite quiet in re, in recent in recent weeks i mean spurs on sunday uh, winning 2-0 against city that's a decent result for spurs mm, at home yeah. of course uh bournemouth getting a vital win on saturday 2-1 against villa um but other than that it's, i think it's been bog standard really apart from our 0-0 draw against norwich which 
Sorry, Norwich fans, but we should have beaten yous, but we didn't. So that's pretty much. But apart from that, I mean, I mean, Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool are just on a, on a, on a different level, aren't they, Josh? I know you might have a little grudge, like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to give them the credit, but I mean, rivalry aside, I mean, they're unreal, aren't they, Liverpool? Yeah. Um. As much as uh, I hate to admit it, they are probably the best team in the world at, mm. at the minute. There's, there's no dispute in that. Um. That's why they won the Champions League. That's why they came up came back against Barcelona last season to win, to effectively go to get to the final um, yeah. on the road to the final um, obviously the 3-0 down has got four goals in the second leg of their, I think it was the semi-final but was it yeah. the quarter? I think it was the might have been the quarter actually, was it the, uh, I don't know I think it was the semi I think it might have been semi, yeah, and obviously then they faced off against Spurs. And looking at that, I watched that final. I was I was actually over in Tunisia abroad, um, and the final was on because there was a lot of Liverpool fans, a lot of Tottenham fans. Um, obviously, yeah. it was well mostly Liverpool fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm sat there surrounded by a load of Liverpool fans for the first ta- time in, in in a long time, um, and uh, and. I think I only watched like sixty minutes, but Liverpool were were just uh, just played Tottenham off the park, um, and and going through this season. I mean, I'm gonna go back to the two nil uh, game with us where they beat us two nil. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, um, yeah. match day twenty three of the thirty eight. It was um, and the Beatles two nil. Uh, it 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 was it was Man United weren't actually all that bad. Um, we were bad compared to our Fergie standards. Don't get me wrong, but we were we were we were bang average. We 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 played like a sixth place team. We played like yeah. a sixth place team, fifth place. We didn't play like a someone that was that seven years ago was. Won, won a a title, um, and, and have been so dominant for twenty, twenty, thirty years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Man United don't anymore. Um, and I, I think, I think that's a little bit of a conversation for later on because I want to get into that when we come to transfers a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but going off your your question there, Jordan, um, Liverpool they are playing everyone off the field, um. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Man United are the only teams to take points off them, and that was an exactly, that was yeah. that was that was a draw. That was one draw, and they've won every other game, every I mean, every single game. A little stat for you about that as well. I think they've taken a hundred points out of the out of a possible one hundred and two in that run. That is <laughs> unbelievable. That's another level compared of like the Invincibles and like. You know those kind of teams, but you talk about the great teams like Arsenal or three or four, Barca or nine ten or ten eleven, like that kind of era. Liverpool are putting themselves the nineteen twenty squad. They're putting themselves into the history books. And if let's say they lose the next seven games in a row, they're still going to be top of the league. And yeah, they, they can't be caught. Like surely, surely not. The question I don't think the question is now is whether they can be caught because they, they won't be caught. The question I want to know 
is will they go through the season unbeaten? I think, yeah. Um, I, and it pains me to say it, yeah. I think the they'll draw then. maybe three more times, but the next, the next what, 10 games, 10, 13 games, I think there is left. Um, no, 12 games, I think, actually. Um, I mean, I, I just, I can't see them, I can't see them faltering. I rate altering. I can't see them. I can't see them. I can't see it. I can't. I can't see that they'll lose the whole three points. If they lose I mean, points. It's got, losing two points because they've got a draw. Yeah. They've got some really crucial fixtures coming up. I mean, the likes of. I mean, they've still got City to play, which could be a key fixture or a key turning point as, as to whether they go through, go through the season unbeaten. Because realistically, if you're looking at, the, at their fixtures, City are looking like the only team to beat them. But it's become a, a more, more and more of a. We could be that team to beat Liverpool. We could be that team to stop this run, and everyone will, will be talking about them for, for, for you know, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> I mean, we came close against Anfi- at, at Anfield. We scored first, and then they just you know, Liverpool took over. That's as close as what we got. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, if they win the next seven games and City win the next seven games, Liverpool will, will win the title on the twenty-first of March at Crystal Palace. If you remember a few years ago, that's when they effectively lost the title uh, when they were winning three nil in thirteen fourteen. They you know winning three nil and the lo- uh, drew three three. Yeah, and that was when you had Suarez cry and Gerrard just crouch on the floor, and then the week later they go off and lose to Chelsea, which definitely lost them the title that day. So that was sad to see. But well, yeah, from a Denver Bar slip, weren't it? Yeah, well, Gerard slipped Ember Bar in, in, in towards goal, slotted it oh, in, no, yeah, yeah, no, harm, yeah, yeah. No, no harm done. Um, but if City do drop points in that run, they could win the title at Everton. Yeah. Oh my God, there's no better, no better place, no better place in my opinion to win the title than at, at your rivals. Old Trafford. Yes, I was. Yes, I think lose. I think win the title at Everton would be. I think for Liverpool fans would be amazing. I think it'd be a ten out of ten game if they win it uh-huh. at Everton, but I think if they won it at Man United, it'd be a, oh, it'd be eleven. If they won it, it at United, it would be even better. United being, you know, I think when United won their first their Premier League title, I think it was eighteen seven in terms of league titles towards Liverpool. Mm. And over the years, United got the twenty, which is incredible. Yeah, and then. Now it's looking like it's going to be nineteen twenty in terms of English league titles, mm. and and everyone's going, can Liverpool re overtake United? Can mm. United win another, another title in in recent years? I think that would that would hurt. Of course, Liverpool can't do it at United, but I mean, let's say in the future they could either tie to twenty twenty, like in terms of titles, or beat them at Old Trafford. That would be a fairy tale for, for Liverpool supporters, not so much for, for United fans. But Liverpool supporters beat getting that twenty first title at United. Wow! I don't know how we would ever, ever shut Liverpool fans up. It's been you would a, never. No. The thing is, they've only just up until this season shut up about the actual number of titles, and now I'm get, I'm getting Liverpool supporters saying, "Oh, we're we're going to beat you in the next three years." I say it's totally doable. If they, I think if they you will. keep up the standard, because there's a lot of talk of Klopp possibly leaving Liverpool and all this. And I don't know. I don't know if that's just paper talk because 
you know, I remember the, like when when Benitez was at Liverpool, there was talk of him leaving quite early on. Mourinho, of course, like all the big all the big name managers, when they just have a good run of form, you, you always seem to oh they're going to leave, which is a bit strange. Like Guardiola recently, when he was winning titles um, in what was it, sixteen, seventeen, or seventeen, eighteen, you know, oh he's going to he's going to leave, he's going to leave. Now Klopp's getting the same treatment. I'm like, will he though? Will he really? You know, he knows he's got something special here. He's bit, he's worked hard for something to get to this point. Like when he joined Liverpool, <laughs> the squad was basic. Now, not basic, but nowhere near as good as what it is today. He brought in youth. He brought in experience. He's brought in talent. He Klopp has done. Klopp is probably one probably one of the best managers to ever grace the Premier League, in my overall opinion. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in Alex Ferguson's tier. Not necessarily, because Alex Ferguson was just on a different... Alex Ferguson will never be touched again. But Klopp certainly has to be up there in terms of... If you, if you want to talk about the greatest Premier League managers, like Mourinho, Wenger, Ferguson, Klopp should definitely be up there f- from what he's doing. If he can win more titles, they're brilliant. If, if he wins this one title, maybe no, you could you could put him... You could, you could, you could still put him there because they're playing amazing football, but still, to have... To have the opportunity to win your first league title in 30 years. 30 yeah. years since, since Liverpool last won their league title. I mean, it's an incredible achievement. They've tried many managers to do that. Like I said, Benitez, uh, they brought in Kenny Daglish again, Roy Hodgson recently, uh, Brendan Rodgers, he had a go in all of, all, all of field. Rodgers was, was the closest. Mm. But, yeah, and I mean, but, but you've got to think, like... <coughs> um. So, for example, as soon as Klopp does end up leaving, I don't think Liverpool will be the force they are. I think they are the force they are because of Klopp and his tactics as well. Mm-hmm. His tactics work for those players. He's got, he's been bought by the board, the players that perfectly fit his system. So, for example... If Ole Gunnar Solskjaer gets every player he wants, sells every player he wants to sell, buys every player he wants, then mm. I can see Man United in the same place. In fact, I see what I can see Tottenham there, Chelsea there. Mm. You know, because I, I think Next Tottenham season, and Chelsea. Though, I think Tottenham and Chelsea. That I think they're dark horses because the, the the team Mourinho has got isn't his. It's still Pochettino's. And Chelsea have had a transfer ban just lifted. I mean, they didn't sign anyone in uh, in January, which I was surprised at, if I'm honest. I thought they would have brought mm. in one or two. Yeah, uh, me so, too. Certainly, certainly a striker at least. I mean, Tammy Abraham's doing well, but uh, how long is that going to last? You know, he's still he's still young at the end of the day. But I think it's good that uh, I said Gerard there uh, that Lampard has given these young young players a chance, which I like. But I think he he knows he there is one or two positions he can go. I need a better player. And I think once he gets those players in that he wants, I think he'll end up having a team like Liverpool where he's got experience, but also youth. And the same with Spurs. Mourinho Lampard. Likes Lampard at Chelsea, yeah. Mm. Like, sharpen up one or two places. You know what I mean? Maybe get rid of one or two players that he doesn't necessarily need and then bring in some others. I mean, losing Hazard was a big, big blow for Chelsea. What a, what a player he was for them. If he was still in that team, I think Chelsea would be doing better. <laughs> But then again, it, it, it was always going to be difficult to fill in a hole like Hazard, especially when 
you've got a transfer ban. Yeah, so, I agree, me- and and this is the this is the thing. It, it, it's it's going to be hard for any team, but I, I still believe that any t- if anyone's going to challenge next season, uh, it's going to be Guardiola with his Man City team, possibly Chelsea if Abramovich buys them the players Lampard wants, Arsenal won't, Spurs won't, and it, it pains me to say it, but unless we get three transfers which again I'm going to go into in 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 soon uh when we go through this the transfer section um but uh three certain players or specific types of players then I can't see us being there I think we're going to be in the same bracket as as Tottenham and Arsenal I think the closest to them right now is Chelsea um Spurs, then Spurs then Man United, then Arsenal. I think Man United are further ahead than Arsenal. But I also think Leicester's yeah, further ahead than... points. You've mm. also got Sheffield United in that mix as well. I mean, they're only sixth on 36 points. One point behind Spurs. And only a few... I think only, only like four or five away from the Champions League. Yeah, no. I can't... I can't put... Right now, I can't put Sheffield United there. Um, there's already one outsider in the top four. And that's Leicester City. What a season go, they are imagine, having. Imagine if, United, if Sheffield United just just creep in there and you've got the likes of Leicester and, United, Leicester and Sheffield United in the top four. Oh, man. Like, that, that, <laughs> like, what, what we are seeing here is literally a, a, a random FIFA or a football manager career mode where you look at it and go, what? Like, th- like th- that will never happen in real life. And then it's ha- it actually is happening. Like Wolves, I mean Wolves, fair enough. But you, like Sheffield United, Leicester in third place as well. Arsenal in tenth place, and I mean Bournemouth a bit lower than what I thought they were going to be. So and West Ham, I would say even West Ham, I thought West Ham could be doing a lot better. They're in they're in the relegation zone. So, but at the moment, I think the Premier League is just madness. It's just crazy <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, so tight as well. So tight. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, there's a couple of fixtures I want to mention actually. Um, going back to the mem- the main fixtures. Um, obviously you've already mentioned the Everton Newcastle game. Um, I want to mention the Chelsea Arsenal game two two, where with I think it was was it Obama Yang sent off. Um, I think it was yes. yeah. I think it was yeah. Um, and also also um, Burnley beating Man United. Uh, 2-0 uh, the next there's a couple of more that I want to mention just for the simple fact of it Leicester mm-hmm. City 4 West Ham 1 Leicester City 2 Chelsea 2 Sheffield mm-hmm. United 1 Crystal Palace 0 um, Everton 3 Watford 2 even with a man sent off for Everton Mm-hmm. Man United nil, Wolves nil. That game was atrocious. I watched like maybe the first twenty five minutes, and I, I ended up getting a takeaway, and I was like, "Now nah, we'll we'll put our show, TV show on." I I, I don't <laughs> want to even watch this. Um, I end up watching uh, Penny Dreadful with the misses. Um, well, <laughs> what I, do you I think you, I think you were watching Penny Dreadful first, and then and then you ch- you switched off to watch Penny Dreadful. So you're watching two dreadfuls there with yeah. United and yeah. Fulham. 
Yeah, literally. Man United dropped the penny and we were dreadful. Sorry, that was, <laughs> that was a crappy pun. That was probably the worst pun I've ever said. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Liverpool 4, Southampton 0. Yeah. Burnley and Arsenal 0 0. And the biggest surprise that I've had. Uh, Man City obviously had a man sent off in Zinchenko, but two nil to to Manchester City, um, which which is really good for Spurs, I must say. Um, yeah. Obviously, when obviously the goal scorers, uh, the first one Steven Bergwijn and the so- second one being Son Heung Min, uh, Spurs had three shots, two goals, whereas City had nineteen shots, zero goals. City had 67% possession with nearly 700 passes. See, it's all well and good saying all these stats, isn't it, about, well, we had this much percentage and we had this much passes and stuff. But ultimately, if the other team scored more goals than you, that is irrelevant, yeah. in my opinion. Agreed. It's like, like, like <coughs> a lot of our games, Newcastle games, it's been it's always been more possession to them, to the other team, probably about, about about ninety percent of our games, it's always been more possession, more st- more passes, more whatever to that team. But we've always grabbed like a late winner or a lucky yeah. win, like the smash and grab at Chelsea, as I like to call it, re- quite recently, one nil. Isaac Hayden, um, mm. like we did not deserve to beat Chelsea that day, absolutely no way. I, in, in fact, there's probably a few games I could, you know, we could name that we didn't deserve to win, but or even draw, get a point out of. But we we did that and. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, but you did, we didn't play good football. And da, da, da. But ultimately, we, we won. We drew. We got a point. That's well, one point away, one point more closer to safety, to that magical 40 points, you could say. We're only, what, nine points away. So that's, what, three wins? It's doable. Yeah, so... yeah, definitely. And, and the thing is, it, it's like it, it's like Man United. We, we could say, I mean, Burnley, we had more possession. Uh, Wolves, nil-nil. Mm-hmm. We have more possession, but we're not exactly. winning. We're not. We're not scoring. Without I, Marcus I, Rashford, that team goes to absolute garbage. Don't yeah, don't I'm going to use garbage though. Um, <laughs> and and just going back to the Tottenham Man City game, uh, just a fun little fact for you. Um, and before I actually say that, the gap is 22 points at the top for Liverpool. And also, and I think that's is that a record. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have I think to that's that a record out. between. I'm. I'm pretty sure I've seen a stat before where it said that that is the biggest ever gap between first and second in the Premier League history. Wow. So that that's yeah, mad. no one's ever done that. Which again just adds to the whole Liverpool great great team. But yeah, yeah what's the stat? Sorry, I just yeah, put it in with that stuff. There's, there. there's a couple of things. Um, there's another stat I've got, but I'm going to mention this fun fact for you. So, in the commentary of the Tottenham Hotspur Manchester City City uh, game, um, instead it was Martin Tyler that, and uh, I can't remember who it was with, but Martin Tyler was commentating on the goal, and Martin Tyler comes out with, and now now he's not he's not actually he's not said his name, he has after mm-hmm. second, but he said Stevie Wonder and says so how it goes. Is uh, it's basically this. Oh, and it's Stevie Wonder, Stephen Bergwijn, a goal on his debut. So uh, that that's what it, what it's like. Um, if I can, if I can maybe edit this to to show it in at this point, 
Um, hmm. I'll um, I'll maybe put that, put it in, um, and and show you and that. Uh, but yeah. Um, the other stat, uh, by the way, I just found that funny, so I wanted to mention it. The other, <laughs> the other stat that I wanted to mention is if Manchester, if the league started on January the first, Manchester United would be in in the uh, relegate in a relegation battle for twenty twenty. We are oh. one of the worst teams in forms, and there's been what five games, four games, something like that. There's mm-hmm. been like yeah, about five games. So. To re- so, ju- judging by that, then judging by that, then obviously you're you're a United supporter, of course, mm. Josh. So by those stats, by the the run of form, where you're in the league, I mean you're seventh in the league, which in my opinion you should be higher with the mm. amount of money you've spent over the years. <laughs> you know, like an, a, a brand like United being in seventh place is is bad. I mean, you could finish lower if if the form doesn't pick up. So, are you backing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, or are you a uh, Ollie out, person. Where where do you stand? Where do you stand with Ollie? I'm gonna pause on that, um, because I'm gonna finish the fixtures sec section just before because that's a big section that you're asking me there. So All I'm right. just gonna quickly mention mention three of my my games to watch for the next week. Uh, right. The Manchester okay. City West Ham game, the Everton Crystal Palace. No, the. Uh, Manchester City West Ham game, sorry, uh, with the Arsenal Newcastle game, and obviously the Chelsea Manchester United game. Right, uh, they're my three. So talking about Ollie in or Ollie out there, Jordan. I think I alluded to it a little bit in the uh, in before we start recording. It depends on the board more than Ollie, in my opinion, and the reason I'm going to elaborate on that actually. Um, Basically, if the board don't back Ollie or any manager, if they're not willing to back the manager and put the money into the club, into players and positions that the manager needs and what the fans want, because the, let's be honest, the fans know they watch it week in, week out. They're not mm. the majority of fans. Obviously, you do get the fans that are a bit silly um, and, and, and neurotic, uh, but the the majority of fans are good fans uh, and this is the thing right i don't think i i, I genuinely actually think that it's all right uh, if mm-hmm. if the ollie is all right if the board actually back him buy him the players that he wants buy him the players that that the team needs um mm-hmm. even if ollie doesn't specifically mention it buy him those players cuz then he's forced to make a decision on on based on performance, which Ollie does do, he bases his lineups on performance. Look at he dropped Matic, who's a bigger name than McTominay. He dropped his. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with Pogba, uh, but that's another story, and then that'll get in there later on as well, um, along with the transfers. Um, I, I genuinely think that if they back him then yeah, Ollie. But if they're not going to buy the players, if they're not going to buy the players, then no, I don't think he, I'm Ollie out if that's the case. Um, however, and the reason being is because if that's the case, we need to get in a manager like a, like an Ancelotti at Everton, a motivator, a motivator, yeah. a guy that's going to get the best out of players. I mean, look at the team when Fergie left compared to what it is now. It's not that much mm. different. So I'd probably say... 
to an extent, parts of it were worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. Right back was worse than it is now. Don't know about mm-hmm. centre back. Uh, centre midfield was probably about the same. The wings were worse than it is now. Obviously, up front, we had Wayne Rooney, Van Persie when he left, so I can't exactly say that it's better. Uh, Martial is better than either of them, even in, in, in uh, like, Moyes' first season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I will say is Rashford is better than both of them in their last seasons at Man United. Rashford is, is Man United's key player right now. Obviously, we have just bought Bruno Fernandes, and it will work around him a bit as well now. Um, and if Popper comes in again, we're looking like a team that can actually do something again. Mm-hmm. But we still need, even if those players come back, we need a right winger, we need a world class centre back, and we need a left back and a, and a defensive midfielder. So four positions. I think the left back can wait because more than the others because I think Brandon Williams coming through, he's going to be an absolute world beater at left mm-hmm. back. Uh, but yeah, that that's my outlook on the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thing. I think you could... Obviously, I'm not like any expert or anything like that, but when you got Ole in when Mourinho left, it was like... At the time, I was a bit like, hmm, I don't know about this because of his record at, at Cardiff. And I mean, he was doing all right in Norway, but... I'm like, a team like United, like, that's a big, big job. But is and it then, not a big job for Lampard to go from Derby to Chelsea? Or, that it, it, it is a big job. Or, it, for I, example, Arteta from the assistant manager's job mm. at Man City mm. to, to Arsenal. I actually think, in fact, you know what? I'm going to take that one away because I, I disagree with myself on that for the simple fact that there was times where... Pep let him take the lead. There yeah. was times where, where like, you just look at the, the um, the improvement that he made for Sterling. The mm-hmm. that's all been Sterling's improvement over the last three years has been accrued, uh, accredited. Sorry, to to Mikel Arteta. Yeah. So Arteta, I'm going to take away because he's learnt under under, in my opinion, the best manager in the world right now. But also, there has been some assistance where they have learned from the best and they've just gone into management and absolutely flopped. One one I can call off the top of my head is Paul Clement, who worked at Real Madrid under some really world-class managers over the years. He went into football management, failed. And, a bit, and I'm pretty sure there's been a few others. I mean, Mourinho is prob- probably the best example I can think of uh, yeah, Brian under- Robson and, and Bobby. Bobby Robson, sorry. Uh, Brian Robson, for God's sake, Brian Josh. Robson. Yeah. I should know that as well. He's from, he's, he's from, he's from the same town as me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, Bob, Bobby Robson, learning under Bobby Robson, that, 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 and, and I, I can't, I can't come to think of what other managers, there are big managers, um, I can't come to think of what managers have he's learnt under at the moment, but mm. I know there's quite a few. And I think 
I think what Ollie's doing is great. And I, I think as well, what, when he brought him in, there's a lot of confusion, wasn't there? Is the like, is Ollie really the guy for the job? But one thing that gets people's back up, especially fans, when you're going through a torrid time like what Arsenal were going through, and like what Chelsea, well, maybe not Chelsea, but like United as well, like what what yous were, getting in a, a a guy like Ollie, who is a club legend, who is he's going to get support no matter what. He could have the worst record in the Premier League. And I think he'll still get a stand ovation when he walks out walks out onto that pitch. You will be you will be unsure, but it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a club legend who won you the Champions League in '99. You know what I mean? He scored amazing, like you super sub, basically a little joke there. But and another thing as well on the random tangent is that I, I keep saying to Sunderland fans that the the guy you need, I would say, to boost up morale is Kevin Phillips, as manager. Who would get the club as the supporters on side immediately? Because he's a club <laughs> legend, of course he is. Um, and like when when we got Shearer back in '09, when we got relegated, maybe not the right choice, but it certainly it was like probably the the brightest moment of the season. You could say. I mean, beating Borough, yeah, but still, it got it got us on side, and we believed kind of we kind of believed or like can Shira do it well let's see what he can do and obviously he didn't but and all right he's had he's got stats like at the moment he's like the worst United manager in Premier League history and he's got really low stats or whatever but I would say give give him time like you're you're like you're not at the point of where you're going to get relegated which would be a catastrophe in my opinion but certainly yeah you're in like a position where, all right, you you aren't like you aren't you you've kind of just stayed the same, essentially since Ferguson left. You haven't really challenged for the top four. You have, I mean, that we have, under- we have, we have Van Hal, Mourinho both challenged for top four. I mean, you uh, finished will... second with you finished second with Mourinho, which was. And I think one hell of an achievement that not a lot of people really talk with about. With that team, definitely, yeah. Yeah, like and Mourinho said, even said, like, when he left Man United, I'm sorry, but I might not have won a league title, but it was to that effect, finishing second, because with that team, not the one manager would have won that league. And I mean, that, that was his exact words. And, uh-huh. uh, and, the, and the thing is, I'm going to go back to Oli a second here. Hmm. I agree with you. Give him time. Yeah, Um Think, uh, I think I might have knocked my mic there, guys. Sorry about that. <coughs> um, if there was any interference and all that. Sorry about that. But my thing is, with Ollie, he was only brought in very evidently for a morale factor. Yeah. And whilst I like that and it brought morale up for a while, look at Manchester United's morale now. It's hurting us more than it, it's... Right now, it's hurting us more than it's curing us. And in my opinion, if that doesn't change by December this year, so halfway through the next season, mm-hmm. then then he has to go. I'll give him till December, um, unless obviously there's a catastrophe. Like for example, he doesn't get any signings, and we're still we still start off at a bad foot in the same kind of form we are now, or anything like that. Then, then I, I 
I'll be Ollie out earlier, but I'll give him till December if he gets backed. So, uh, Jordan, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the Manchester United bit there a bit because um, that that's getting a little bit long now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna go on to Newcastle for you. Uh, what what's your stance on on Newcastle at the minute? Like your manager, your uh, your, your certain players. Are, are, yeah. are your players playing well? Are they, are you, have you got any other performers, underperformers? Um, I mean, I could I could probably name two off the top of my head: Sean and Matty Longstaff. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know what, right? Some Man United fans keep scoffing at them too coming to Man United because I know we're in for both of them. Yeah, right for eighty million, I think it was. 50 for for Sean and 30 for Matt and, and Newcastle were going to accept it um, but Ollie said no uh, now I disagree with that quickly um, and the reason being because they're young one is 21 and one is 19 yeah. they're up and coming they're showing mm. extremely good good uh, they're showing good performances week in week out when they are playing and I can't see one bad performance from either of them. And mm-hmm. even if they're not the world's greatest midfielder, they're not a Modric, they're not a Skulls, they're not a they're not a Keane, uh, Vieira, that sort of player. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of players that they're like a Darren Fletcher. They're like a Darren Fletcher or mm-hmm. a Nicky Butt that that mm-hmm. you need. You need or a Jason Park. Yeah. You need these players in your club. Mm-hmm. You you do, whether it's Manchester United or Newcastle or Arsenal or Barcelona, you need these players in your club, and and I don't care what anyone says, you need that type of player. Uh, but go on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first of all, I'll start on the two long stats. The thing with those two is that they are good players. They're not, they're not the next big thing. Really, they're really not. I don't want to say overrated. I want to say overhyped. Now, I'm not going to like dig into them because I think they are good players, of course. But it's the fact that they are two local lads, of course. We love our local players. <laughs> of course we do. Um, and we've got more than probably than we've had in recent years um, in our team at the moment. Of course, re-signing, re-signing Andy Carroll um, in, the, in the summer. Um, but I mean... Matty Longstaff came into the fall because of injuries and he scored that goal against United, which, <laughs> I mean, you're going to be an instant hit anyways. It doesn't matter who, that could, have been, that could have been against United, against Arsenal, it could have been against Burnley, Norwich, even in the cup against Oxford or Rochdale or whoever. You're going to be instantly like, oh my God, like that, 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 that's amazing because you've scored your first goal, you're a young lad at St. James's in, you know, in your home colours. So it's going to be a big moment no matter what. It's just that extra special. It was someone to get, like you scored the winning goal against United at the Gallagher. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that unless it's Sunderland. Um, but he, if the things are right, they're playing for the shirt. The likes of Matty and and, and Sean. I mean, I, I mean, there's talk of at the moment uh, Matty not renewing his contract. Apparently, he wants twenty five grand a week and stuff like that, which I hate the sound of because. So really, you don't want to play for the club then. If that's the case, you're just there for the money. Sign the contract and just play. Just get get out there and uh, and play for the play for the shirt. But um, they're going to have you know they're going to fight and determination. That right, I want to do well here. If they go to United, they will not have that same 
fight the same whatever because they're going to be on double the wage that they're on at the moment because it's United and that's when they'll just ruin their careers and they'll be rotting it in League One and that's I've seen players do that before and I'm pretty sure we'll see players do that again not just at Newcastle but at, at any other team like like they'll come in, into the fold they'll be like a local lad or the next up and coming thing they'll go off to a big team and they'll ne- they're never seen again which is a shame hmm. um but in terms of Newcastle altogether I mean we're doing a lot better than what I thought at the beginning of the season I mean I mean to be fair ask Newcastle fans at, at, back in August where where he's going to finish I would say about, I would say about 100% of them would have said relegated relegated Steve Bruce in, sold two of our top scorers. Well, I say sold one of them, went back, went back out on loan to West Brom, of course, Rondon. Perez went to Leicester for, for 30 million, um, which I would say is a, that's a good deal. Bear in, mind, we, bear in mind, we bought him for 1.2 million back in 2014, and he was only meant to be for the reserves. It was just because of injuries we got, we got him to play, and he played well. He's not worth 30 million, in my opinion, but hey, anyways. Yeah. Um, Got rid of Rafa Benitez, in, in comes Steve Bruce, former Macam. I mean, local life in Newcastle, fair enough, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, w- 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 it's becoming a bit of a habit getting all these former Macams in, aren't we? Steve Bruce's manager, Yedlin, Manquillo, um, of course, Daniel Rose recently, uh, and all that. But And then as the season went on, it, it wasn't looking good. Let's face it. And then we just got it. We got in a bit of a stride and we got in a bit of recent form. It was ever since that thrashing was 5-1 or 5-0 against Leicester back in September, I think. And since then, we just went on this really, really good run. We were beating teams left, right and centre. Of course, your your team being one of them. And it was looking good. Uh, we had our defenders scoring. Shaw, Lascelles, um, Fernandez, um, even Lejeune, Jenny Legs. Um, uh, and Willems as well, our, our left back Willems, you know, he's he's scoring the goals as well. So it's 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 it, it's brilliant. And Almiron, Almiron is he's starting to find his form. Uh, I, I've been right, I've been quite critical of Almiron this season. Last season, I was like, yeah, fair enough, if he'll find his feet, he'll be okay. But he, he never looked like he was set to improve at all. I'm yeah. like, I was saying, I was, I was saying <laughs> to my mate, I don't think he he he'll adapt to the Premier League. He just looks so. He gets that ball and his legs going are going 100 mile an hour. He doesn't know what to do with that ball. He's just he's panicking, head down. He's panicking. Since he scored that goal uh, against Crystal Palace, I believe he he started to become a calmer player. He's not he hasn't he hasn't proved any better. But he, he when I was watching him against, um, I went to the Southampton game and then I went to the Oxford game in the cup, and both them times he played, he scored against Oxford. Uh, sorry, Rochdale, sorry, um, which was brilliant in the replay and. Um, he looked calmer. He looked a bit more sharp. Same with Southampton. He looked he looked better. Um, and at the moment, at where I stand with Newcastle, that we are on, we are riding our luck. We're not playing good football. We haven't got a good team. I think we've got probably one of the worst teams in the Premier League in terms of on paper. It is what it is one of the worst. But like I said to you earlier, we the stats are against us massively in games. Uh, possession, passes, shots, whatever, but we're scoring the winning goals. We're scoring, we're scoring the goals, and we aren't conceding, which is pivotal, of course. I mean, that that's the whole thing: score as many as you can and don't, and don't try to concede. So that's what we're doing. That's what's getting us through. But one day our luck will run out, 
and we will end up just crashing back down to earth, which I think will be next season. And we need investment. Of course we do. I mean, no stranger. Let's not talk about Joe Linton because we, we will be banned. When Hossler was here, uh, I was, I hated, I, 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 not like on, not on personal terms, I, I, I hated the guy. In terms of football for the club, I hated the bones of that guy. He just, he was just absolutely useless. <laughs> and I'm only a couple of games away from saying, Mate, I'll I'll welcome you. I'll welcome you back with open arms. Cause Joe Linton, like, when we got rid of Hustle, I'm like, yes, get 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 in, get get out, don't come back. And now we've got Joe Linton, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Joe Linton is absolutely useless. <laughs> and I'm like, we paid 14 million for the guy. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, but he's he's the one that's underperforming massively. One goal all season against Spurs back in what was it August September. Yeah, and, some of that. Yeah, and oh, it's just he's he's there trying to get the goals. We strike at the moment with striker. It's not looking good. We've got Dwight Gale, who why we haven't given him more of a chance. I don't know if it's because injury. I don't know, but I want him to be playing more. All right, he's not the he isn't he he's not going to be the saving grace. But surely he, he can score more goals than bloody Joe Linton. Carroll, all right. He hasn't scored a goal since he come back, but of course he's still played by injury, and he he will forever will be at his time here. And where else he goes next, he will be plagued by injury, and we haven't really got anybody else as a striker, which is worrying. We, we I'm surprised we didn't bring in the striker in in the in the window. Whether even if it wasn't loan, I mean we, we there was talks of Giroud, but there you go. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but certainly our strong point is the midfield. I'm I'm happy with the midfield. Uh, Shelby and Shelby banging in the you know banging in the balls as well. Uh, Richie when he's fit, I like Richie. Get get down the wing, get the balls in. Uh, Yedlin at right back, happy with that. Left back, it's a bit of hit and miss with left back. I mean we've got Willems out for the season, we've got Dummett out for the season. Um, of course, Daniel Rose is in at the moment. Uh, Dubravka, I love Dubravka. What a guy! I love that keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, when when we brought him in, it was a bit like. Why? Why have we brought him to Bravka? Like that's that's wicked. Who is this guy? And he's like a, a, a club favorite now. He, he he's brilliant. Um, and then I would I like I mean Lascelles. Mm, I'm not a fan of him now as what it was when he first joined us. He was uh, he was he's he is a good player, but he's not the best at the, at the team. Uh, I would prefer Lejeune at left back, but he's got jelly legs, so I mean just he'll just flick him and he'll just pff, break in front of you. Um. And then, but I, I certainly midfield is certainly our strongest point. But going forward, it's an it's an absolute calamity. It's it's a disaster. In in uh, we need to invest in a striker. It, like I say, invest in a striker. We did invest in a striker. Now look what happened. But we need a proven goal scorer because Joe Linton was never a proven goal scorer, was he? So, yeah. and even when it was but, at Hoffenheim, he wasn't proven. I mean, he scored what was it like seven goals in like. 50 odd appearances or something like that or whatever yeah it was something like and that and I'm like really 14 million but I mean most of that money was the Perez money so in theory you could say we, we, we paid 10 million for him if you want to put the 30 million of Perez's money take that away put that into the transfer Ashley's only paid 10 million for him is he worth 10 million he's not worth a bloody pound in my opinion get rid of him um, <laughs> so but like I said we need we, we are dead we are desperate for a striker 
We really, really are. I mean, <laughs> there was talk of bringing in CC again. Practice. I'm like, yes, please, anybody, anyone. I'll, I'll come on for, for all I care. Get anyone but Julian. Anyone. <laughs> <coughs> so we've alluded to transfers quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm gonna go through a couple of generic transfers that don't really mean that much to us. I mean, I mean it might in the future, but. At this moment, it doesn't to me. I mean, in a way, they do because it's going to change the way the league is at the moment and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and 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 obviously change of players, etc., etc. So the first one said, right, this is weird, right? So Southampton have loaned out Cedric Suarez to Arsenal. They've yeah. then loaned Kyle Walker-Peters from Spurs. Why? Why not just keep Cedric? He's on less wages or, or around the same wages. They're basically paying Tottenham what Arsenal are paying them and they've got a lesser player. Yeah, yeah. okay, he's young, but he's not a Southampton player for the future they need it right now so why (laughs) why don't get it yeah Uh, the next one uh, Barcelona youngster Louis Barry went to Aston Villa Mm -hmm. good one Um, which is a good transfer in my opinion Um, Jetson Fernandez transferred from Benfica uh, to Spurs. Um, now I, I rate that signing from Spurs because they, they, I think they have to pay something like forty-five million or something like that, forty-eight yeah. maybe. Um, after the eighteen months, um, as an optional fee. So if they don't like him, they've not spent. They're not. But they don't buy him. Yeah. If they do like him, they buy him, and they, if they like him by that point, two years down the line, well, a year and a half down the line, it'll it'll have. He'll have become a, a type of player. Now, what I will say about that transfer is I don't know why they didn't go for Florentino Luis from from Benfica as well. Mm. He's a defensive midfielder. He's, he's not as robust as Eric Dyer, as Juan Yama. He's, he's, he's a better ball player. He's better defensively than, than Juan Yama. Obviously, mm. Eric Dyer not so not as good as because Eric Dyer can also play centre back and his his tackling is is really good. Um, but I, I don't know why they, d- they didn't go for Florentino Luis. I don't know why other teams didn't either, to be honest. Um, and other than that, um, and I'm gonna go into some Newcastle. Ah, oh, Sander Burge. For twenty-two million to Sheffield United. Now he, I, I've seen him a few times, and he he's actually really really good of a player. Um, and and, and good, it's a good signing. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good signing. I think it cost them twenty-two million. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and and um, uh, with a couple of add-ons, is that? Oh. I think so. Prob- probably. So I think upfront payment and then maybe bonuses as well. On yeah. Top of that. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm gonna go into some Newcastle signings here. Um, what do you think of Danny Rose? 
Well, I think we've got ourselves a, a good left back. I wouldn't say. I mean, he'll do. Definitely, he'll do. I would prefer Willems, but of course, with, with the situation we were in, Willems is out for the season. So yeah. Uh, of course, Paul Dummett is also out for the season, so we, we we were kind of in crisis point with our left back. Bringing in Daniel Rose, I think he could fill were in that void. Were you playing Matt Ritchie there? <laughs> we, I think we played Ritchie left back. Um, was it Ritchie or was it oh, who was it? I'm not too sure, but we we did play. It might have been Ritchie or it might have been someone else. One of our midfielders was playing left back, and that's how bad it was. That the fact that we didn't we didn't even have a left back. Mm-hmm. So did you, know, you even have a youngster? We, we we we've had a few youngsters on the bench, um, so who are like half-hearted. I mean, we've got that Elise Sorensen, who um who's tip who's tip for big things, who's yet to make an appearance for us, and like well, I had a we had a young lad on. Is he a left Oxford. back? No, he's a uh, he's a midfielder slash striker. Right. Um, but in terms of our defenders, well, I don't think we've had any defenders on the bench as far as I'm aware. Just more or less attacking midfielders, <laughs> um, which is a bit weird. Um, but of course, I think Richie could also play, play left back, um, which again helps. Um, I'm trying to think who else who used to always play who used to always play left back for us when when we when we didn't have a left back. One of our, one of, I, oh yes, I think my, my actually might be Natsu. Atsu would have been left back. Um, who, of course, again, he was looking for a move in the window, but mm. nothing happened from that. Um, but I'm excited to see what Rose can do. I mean, he came came off the bench against Norwich. Didn't make that much of an impact, as far as I'm aware. But, I mean, let's see what he can do for the remainder of the season. Uh, option to buy, of course, which I think would be great. But I would I would prefer Willems. He was a better player. He, he is a good left back. Um, but if we can't get him, I think Rose, yeah, right, he'll do. Um, he's younger as well, Willems. He's younger. Yeah. What exactly. about so, Lazaro? I don't know. I don't know too much about Lazaro. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not clued up on him as such. So again, I'm just gonna be like a want to watch for him. Um, well, he played but, in. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, I was okay. What were you gonna say? Sorry. He played in uh, La Liga, not La Liga, uh, Serie A with uh, Inter Milan, and uh, yeah. it, it, it was quite good. Um, it, yeah. it, when I've seen him play for Inter, he's been quite good. Um, yeah. I've not seen too much, but uh, again, he's, I, I he's believe you're getting a good player. Yeah, see, we need those type of players that will get get us forward as well. But the problem is, like, we've got these good players that can get the ball forward. It's just the finished product. Yeah, we can't we can't grasp that. We can't score up front. Like I said, Joe Linton's got one goal all season, one in the league and one in the cup against Ox- uh, Rochdale in the replay, which I, I had to rub my eyes about 10 times. I went, I went to that game and I was just like, am I dreaming? Like, what? Julian scored. What is it snowing or what's going on? Like, pigs are flying here, guys. So do you think um, Bentleb will help with the creativity and maybe have more creativity and therefore more goals from I him? I think he will. I think having him and Shelby in the midfield, I think would help. Um, yeah. And again, getting that ball forward, which is also you know key for us. We need we need more. We we are getting the balls in the box, but like like I said, it's just the the striker that's what we're missing. We, we were in talks with the striker, I believe, in in the general in the transfer window. Um, I don't, I, can't, I don't know the name of the guy, but he we had a play and booked for him, and he backed out the last minute, which was mm. I think the, the the transfer fee was something like forty odd million, forty six million, I believe. 
which is like, really? Um, and then we were looking at Giroud on loan. But yeah. then he he it, but he turned us down because he 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 only wanted to be in either London or Italy. That's the only two places he wanted to be. I would have had Giroud. Um, but in terms of our business, I mean, let's face it, we weren't expecting anyone amazing. Let's face it, it was either going to be a loan deal or someone we've never heard of, really, in terms of signings. So I'm pleased we've done some business, but it's not. It hasn't improved our squad any any more. It's just. We've just, all we've done really is just added to we've just replaced those guys who were injured for the season. That that that's all we've done. But I'm just stressing that we either if Joe Linton starts scoring goals, we need a striker. And we were also looking at selling bloody Gale mm-hmm. well on loan, which I was like, why? Gale's, a... Gale's quite rapid, you know. Quite fast. He, he's good. He is a good strike. He's more championship, in my opinion, but still, he still, he still score goals. Yeah, which definitely. Is what, which, is what, which is what I was saying earlier. Like we should be giving giving him a chance, but like I said, it could be injury, injury related, why we're not. But, but like, but when I heard that, I'm just like, why? Like, we haven't got any strikers to begin with. Like, why are we going to sell him for? But on loan for for that. But, but no, I think I think we could be satisfied that we've done some that we've done some business. Yeah, but yeah. It's not, it's not going to make us <laughs> any better. I don't opinion. think but, any signing is going to be as good as one signing in this transfer window, you know. I think the January transfer window, you, you never have that. It's just like, right, okay, we're having a bit of fatigue in this area. We need a player for, for this position. It's not to improve the squad. It's just to kind of, I mean, one or two signings, yeah, it is to improve, but it's just like, uh, we'll, we'll put him here. For, for for this length of time because this player's injured or or whatever that's mostly what January is about in my opinion but mm. what one guy we were in with which what I'll mention next Jared Bowen he's mm. gone to West Ham no went to West Ham yeah from was Hull. it West Ham yeah he went to West from Hull to West Ham for twenty two point five million quid yeah he wanted to come to us but we weren't willing to pay the twenty I think it was twenty. I think it was twenty million at the time. We were in for it. He wanted to come to us, and oh, I mean, he's been compared to Iron Robin, is what a lot of people, what what a lot of like people are saying. He's like an Iron Robin. See, I see. I find that stupid because, and the reason being, yes, he cuts in from his left. Yes, he is has the same style of play as Iron Robin, but you cannot compare the two. And the reason being is because I am Robin did it at Chelsea, mm-hmm. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, just to name mm-hmm. the th- three main clubs. Yeah. And and Jared Bowen, uh, uh, you know, they're the heights of the Champions League, the Premier League, the La Liga, the Bundesliga. But mm-hmm. Jared Bowen's do it, done it at the mighty heights of the Champions Second Division in England. I mean, he spent over 100 appearances for for Hull, scored 50 goals or 52 goals. Um, so <laughs> it's there. It's just like, is he worth that 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 kind of money? I mean, and he's 24 fair, as well. So like, exactly. he's not so going to become a massive, massive player. Uh-huh. So like, I think we we could have done with someone like him in our team. Yeah, he definitely. Would have, he would he would have improved it. He wouldn't have just been like a a replacement. He would have improved our team. Yeah, definitely. But, but again. He's not a striker, so 
he would just he, he would have got more balls in the box just for Jalint to score well to miss even more. So, <laughs> but but no, I think I think certainly the biggest one we've got to talk about in terms of signings is Bruno. Oh, I was dreading this. Man United, great. <laughs> talk about Man United before I go on to Bruno. Okay. And and I'm going to change it slightly and then go on to Man United to end transfer section. Okay. Because uh, I've got a li- I've got a couple of stats for Bruno and Igalo, so that that's the reasoning behind that. First thing. Erling Haaland, right? Obviously, Man United were in for him. We didn't get him. We've now got Igalo on loan. That's disgusting, in my opinion, but it's also good. <laughs> and the reason yeah. being, and I alluded to a little bit of this, this his contract to you earlier, Jordan. In mm. his contract, after two seasons, in uh, so two and a half seasons from now. His contract has an expiry clause in it that starts being active. So that is for 50 million, or just less than 50 million. 48, I think it was. Yeah. So Ed Woodward said, well, no, I don't want to add that, have that. And I think that's an astute thing to do, in fact, because how we're going to replace a striker that's going to become within the next two and a half years. Possibly, mm. possibly him and Mbappe, the two best strikers in the world. Mm. How do you replace that for fifty million? You don't. So I think actually not signing him is a good thing. And I saw an article earlier saying, "Will Manchester United go for Erling Haaland when his release clause goes in?" I think we will, and I think that's when we'll get him. And I because th- I think he actually did want to come to United. I th- I think there's gonna something more in in this whole thing actually and yeah and obviously i can't say because i don't know but that that's my opinion now staying on the man united terms ashley young obviously transferred to inter milan um i'm just going to quickly talk about their two other signings um victor moses so they've got a right wing back and a left wing back um i don't believe that moses is better than lazaro so i think that's a bit of silly business from them whatever mm. that's their business up to them ashley young okay his cover is is it can cover a multitude of of places and their best signing for 17 million christian erickson why that's on earth now i like bruno fernandez and i'm going to get on to him next <laughs> why did we not get bruno and christian erickson mm-hmm like, for 17 million more, I would have happily taken both and changed formation to a 4-3-3. Sold Pogba, got in it Ericsson and Bruno Fernandes. Got rid of Pogba. So that then gives us enough, because we're spending Bruno Fernandes money anyway. 17 million off what? We'll probably get 100 million off him. Mm-hmm. So, seven, 20 million, let's say. We'd have 80 million to buy a defensive mid. Do I think we'd get Wilfred and Didi for? Or, uh, or uh, Thomas Party over in uh, Atletico Madrid has 40, I think it's 42.5 or 45.5 million or 46.5, something like that. 
yeah. uh, release cause. Like, mm. do your business. Like, I, I can, I, I can genuinely map out how our our, pl- our play would have gone. Then I can genuinely map out that is a similar style to Manchester City and Liverpool. It's sort of like a mixture, in my mm. opinion. Um, and I, I genuinely, genuinely, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit, bit annoyed that we didn't get that done. Going on to Bruno Fernandes, he is an awesome player. There's no, no doubt in that. Will he start straight away on the the standards I'm going to mention in a minute in the Premier League? No, I think it'll be next season he starts on this level. I think he'll start at half this level. I think he'll start at so. If he was at a goal rate of one per game, maybe 0.5 per game. So whatever I say, half that for the rest of this season. (coughs) His stats, he's played 256 games, scored 71, assisted 53. Throughout the whole of his career, he's been a goal scorer and an assister from the very, very start of his career even as a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. Now, that's 124 goal goal involvements per game. I mean, per uh, throughout the whole of that. That means he's had a goal every two games, which equates to 0.5 goals, expected goals per game. So, scoring every two games in the Premier League, so that's what, 19 goals, 19 goal, goals and assists put together, obviously. That, if we had that, we would be second. Hmm. Now, then you are Digalo, right, who isn't a bad player, he's a good player, he's, very, he's, he's, he's actually a good player, he's not the best player, he's not as good as Haaland, he's not as good as, he, he never will be, never was. But, He's had 286 games throughout his career. Yeah. 109 goals, 15 assists. That's a goal every 2.5 games and 0.43 goals per game. So with Bruno and Igalo, that adds nearly a full goal per game. Now you add 38, okay, it's 0.93, so you add what? 32, 30, 33 goals per season, mm-hmm. and we'd be challenging Liverpool right mm. now. Yeah. If, if that's my opinion on how it would be. Um, obviously, we, we still need to get a defensive midfielder. We still need to get a, a, a centre-back. We still need to get a right-winger and a left-back. Possibly a left-back, should I say, because Brandon Williams is my new... is And Greenwood, they're my my up-and-coming stars. Now, we needed a Gala. We, I think the board has something bigger in mind because we haven't gone out and signed a Cavani for the next two or three years. Yeah. Or two years, or a season and a half. We've gone and got someone until the end of the season, so I think we've got something in the pipeline. So getting a Gala in at, what, half a goal a game, mm-hmm. right? If he plays 10 goals and gets four go- 10 games and play- gets four goals, that's a su- success for me. Warren is on a high wage, I think something like 100k, but 
it, it it's not the best situation, but it'll do until the end of the se- season. Especially considering the fact we needed backup in that position since since uh, Marcus Rashford has been injured. We need to get a couple more goals from somewhere. And we've got Igala, and obviously we've got Bruno, which mm-hmm. will add up to probably the amount of that Rashford would have got for the end of the season. Now, imagine that with a better striker uh, than Igala, Rashford back in the team, not even a world-class right midfielder, mediocre right midfielder like a Bergwijn or mm-hmm. like a... Like a, I don't know, uh, like a Pepe, like a William, like you, you get what I mean. Um, yeah. Hakim Ziyech would be a perfect person for us. Get someone like that in, add another zero point five or maybe zero point three or four to the girls, as well as Marcus Rashford's zero point seven eight. I think it was. You you're getting nearly three goals per game. Yeah, and I think we can we can, you know, obviously we then concede. So even if we have got a right midfielder, a striker, and either a centre, well, no, we need a centre defensive mid. So a right wing, a striker, not even world class. They don't have to be mediocre, right? Yeah. And a centre defensive midfield, either world class or mediocre, would be okay. If we did that, I think we'd be up there again. Not not to the extent of Liverpool. We need maybe two more players after that, and that'd yeah. be a world class centre back. And I mean a a backup midfielder, and then you look at replacing Luke Shaw. And uh, I think, I think, you know, that that's only one, two, three, four, five, six signings, and four of them, maybe even all six, wouldn't cost all that much. Cost maybe 200, 300 million. So yeah. that's not too much to ask to get in throughout next summer and January. And then maybe buy one player, two at the very tops in the uh, the next summer. We're there, we're thereabouts again, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got to allow for for the players to bed in and and yeah. stuff like that. But going back to the stats, they are some pretty good stats for the two players we've brought in, in my opinion. I think they'll do a job for Manchester United. I think Bruno's going to be a star. I think Igalo will do a job until the end of the season. I don't yeah. think we've done enough in this transfer window, in my opinion, though. So do you not think you'll get Champions League football? I think we'll get Champions League football, but mm. I don't think we'll we'll get any higher than fourth. No. Maybe if other teams have bad t- end of seasons. Um, is there anything else you want to add on transfers? Um... Anything in no. Europe or out like that? There's, I think we've pretty much covered the the, the main ones. If I'm if I'm honest, I mean you've got Les, I mean that uh, Giovanni Lacelso to to Spurs, ah, which is yes. the one, 
which is obviously a good one. Uh, Rainier Jesus from Flamengo to oh, Real Madrid. Mate. I saw his uh, highlights reel on uh, on um, on YouTube. Can someone please tell me if he is that good? Like, oh my god, they've obviously bought uh, that that Vinicius Junior. They've bought that Rodrigo, and now this Rainier, right? Uh-huh. I am not being funny. Having them as a th- front three five years down the line, oh my god! Certainly, um, the uh, Zidane's got a plan in place. Again. Yeah, there's no, there's no dispute in that. He has a plan in place. Um, and I, how do you think Setien will do at Barcelona? By the way, I think you'll, yeah, I think I think you'll fit in there. Of course, Barcelona. They'll have to certainly look for the. Uh, they'll need to be looking for the future. Certainly, you know, po- uh, pr- uh, post Messi, because Messi isn't going to be around for forever, is he? Yeah. Is that that? So they're going to have to be looking at other players that will try it. It's going to be big boots to fill, isn't it? Yeah. When he does decide to retire. So, but I think Barcelona, they've got the the, the enough experience in the scouting system. They've got enough uh, knowledge that to know that whoever they bring in is going to be the right man for the job. Uh, all right, they don't get it wrong every time, but ninety percent of the time, I think that I think that I have hit the nail on the head with this one. So I think Barcelona. I think it's going to be good to see where these two clubs go in the future. Like who's going to be on top, essentially, like in terms of the future. Because like like you said, Real Madrid, the buying all the young players in, as well as these world class players. Same with Barcelona. So, but of course. Barcelona, yeah, I'm definitely they're... intrigued. I'm I'm certainly intrigued in it, and um, um, I I I don't think Setien will do good, and my reason is when he play he had Betis, it's a total mm-hmm. different style of play to how Barcelona fans want Barcelona to play. Mm-hmm. They were not happy with Ernesto Valverde. That's why he got sacked. The style of yeah. play. Setien is different to Valverde in style of play, but also very, very different to Barcelona's style of play. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to fit in, unless he drastically changes his tactical styles and puts a load yeah. of Barcelona managers into one, basically. I think it's always going to be like a lot, a lot of, a lot of ifs and buts, yeah. isn't there? When it comes to, yeah. well, especially when you haven't seen them, you know, in in that team because. You know, they could be just coming to that team and just immediately gel and then just play yeah. the best, <laughs> the better than expected. But then also that you could come in and just flop and then you'll never be seen again. Yeah. So it's like, it is a gamble when you do go for like players like that. But yeah. I think, I think you'll do all right. Maybe. I'm- so we'll getting we'll towards see. the end of the getting towards the end of the podcast here, um, I think we've gone through most of our major points. To be honest, uh, unless there's anything else you can add, um, nothing I can add at the moment. I think I we've can... covered everything everything that we that we wanted to want to yeah, uh, discuss. Yeah. Obviously, Premier League uh, transfers. I think it's been a good chat for our opening podcast. I think it's been yeah, certainly it's certainly been enjoyable. It's just actually. Let off a bit of steam. Yeah, definitely. So as we are heading towards the end then, guys, um, I do hope that you've really enjoyed this episode um, with me and Jordan. Um, This is going to be a weekly thing, uh, Wednesdays. uh, So every Wednesday, 5 p.m. 
it'll have the last week in a- of action and stuff like that. I do hope you've enjoyed it, as I've just said. Uh, mm. If you do want to uh, get in touch with us, let us know how we can uh, improve things, what you'd like to see on the podcast show, uh, all that kind of jazz. Uh, my YouTube is The Ramblings of Josh. My Twitch is The Ramblings of Josh. And my Twitter is at Ramblings of Josh. Uh, just drop me a message or alter or a comment or a like or anything like that subscribe um to all of it and follow um or alternatively or as well as hopefully <laughs> um <laughs> jordan if you want to go through yours yeah so like like you know like i said at the start um any f1 fans as well as football fans come and check out my youtube channel the f1 debate show upload every single saturday 6 p.m uk time as well as every wednesday at seven just running off the week's news in the world of Formula One. Um, and of course, season's coming up soon, so we've got previews, reviews of races, testing, car launches, all all, all that stuff. Um, we don't take it seriously. Well, we, we do take it serious, seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. So if you want to come up, come over for a laugh, just chat about F1 as well. If you are if you are a fan, of course, then please do so. Uh, Twitter, like I said, at F1 underscore day 16. Very active on there. YouTube as well, obviously come over and subscribe, interact with us as well, uh, as well. Um, that's pretty much it. But certainly, I've in, I've enjoyed it today. Um, yeah, me too, first, mate. First first football podcast. I've said for for a while I wanted to do an F um, a football podcast. I just never, I don't know, I've never really had the time to do it. So I just want to say thank you for Josh for having as as like a co-host as well for his podcast as well. So it's been a I really have enjoyed it, mate. Really have enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it as well, Jordan, and um, it, it's an honour to have you. To be honest, um, oh, it, it's you. been a been a great flow, I think. Um, and and to be honest, um, I, I started the podcast before. Obviously, this is now the first episode that you guys will see in future. Uh, but effectively, it was it was just me, and I had brought a guy on. But as I said to you, Jordan, it didn't work out. The flow didn't yeah. go great. It just weren't going to work out. So I thought, right, I'm going to get rid of the episodes. And what I'm going to do is when I've got a worthy co-host, a decent co-host, someone who I can rely on as well, um, mm. we'll do it then. And, that's, and that, you got that, me that... instead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you. Um, it's 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 a good thing, um, and we'll yep. continue going as we are. We will, um, yes, obviously, we with will. any 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 uh, tweaks that the audience may make, um, or want to make maybe, uh, in the future. And uh, yeah, I just I just want to say that my uh, my stuff also my YouTube Twitch isn't all just Football Manager, um, or football related. There is some boxing. There is some other stuff. There's reviews. Uh, that sort of jazz, uh, just so that you know that it's not just football. Uh, so if you are interested in any of that, go over and check them out. Um, obviously, as well as Jordan's F1 stuff. Uh, but yeah, we've I've been the ramblings of Josh, and and uh, Jordan's been uh, Jordan from the F1 debate show. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>